believe you get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, I'm actually tweeting something out right now, as a matter of fact. I just ran across this uh, article from the New York Post. It says, hundreds of people in Berlin identify as dogs gather in city center, call animal control. So, you know, you look around at the nations uh, that are doing this kind of nonsense, this you know, the LGBTQ and the um, Black Lives Matter and the trans movement. And they're also all engaging in mandates and mask mandates, uh, vaccine mandates, uh, COVID lockdowns, restrictions. They're embracing DEI and ESG, diversity, equity, inclusion, environmental social governance, all in the name of climate. And they're the usual suspects. They're the United Kingdom. They're the United States. They are, you know, the globalists in Europe. Germany, uh, because they had Angela Merkel. All these people were disciples of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, and they owe a debt of gratitude to their fortunes as it relates to them getting elected by the endorsements and the financial support from the World Economic Forum, who has been pushing and grooming politicians into office since 1971, working with the likes of the powers of King Charles now, Prince Charles, and the United Kingdom royal family. And that's why we see someone like Harry and all these people just so out of touch with what is really going on in society. And, you know, Jacinda Dern, for example, was just an, a radical. Now she's in charge of climate. 
but there for a while she was also trust the government and and incarcerating anybody that would spread what she considered to be disinformation that's information that's now been tr- proven to be true whether it relates to ivermectin the inefficacies of the vaccines the inefficacies of masks the inefficacies of lockdowns and restrictions i saw a video yesterday of this guy touring university of california berkeley university of california at berkeley and you know berkeley and all of the stores on university and street um the main stores are all closed down of course we know about san francisco san francisco has a app where you can track poop sightings on the street and now you got billionaires buying up the land where have we seen that before they destroy it and then they buy it back up and they make it their own exclusive club isn't that what they're trying to do with the world with this depopulation they don't want to share the cities with you they want their utopia they want their privilege and they don't want you and so you know the advance of social media and computers and innovation had the potential of leveling the playing field didn't it and i i would even say this for black americans and hispanic americans i would make the argument i should say i could make the argument successfully that if you were racially discriminated against working the phones and setting up a beautiful website in the image and likeness that you would dream to be it's sort of like putting a face on it's sort of like you know when someone opens up a uh, a personal profile on some dating site and they're not being sincere about it i mean there's been stories of quadriplegics and um pimple-faced overweight people that could never get a date because for one reason or another they're handicapped unfortunately in life sometimes people just don't get the best hand dealt to them but for some reason they can go on to this dating site and they literally could talk to the prettiest girl of her, of the, their dreams even if it's for five phone calls it makes their day it's what they live for these virtual relationships that have popped up in the age of online dating virtual reality 
Me- the meta universe, which is something that the World Economic Forum is is embracing. You can be anything you want to be. And discrimination be damned, meaning that if you're black and you feel like you've been discriminated against, you've been profiled by the police, guess what? With a, a beautiful website in all the best colors and, and with the greatest corporate designs, and given that just about everything is done over the phone or transacted online in a digital way, most of the time we don't even know who the owner of the corporation is. We never meet them. So this technology, the age of the Internet, starting from the 90s to now, had the potential of erasing those barriers and creating new uh, and tearing away barriers to entry and creating new opportunities for people who have been discriminated against to rise above because their brains were doing the talking, not their appearance, not their, you know, not the, not the tangibles that, that people discriminate against for one reason or another, which I think is disgusting. I think discrimination in any form is disgusting. And I've never, I would never do it. But it does exist. And so the point is, is that there was an opportunity to do that. But they instead use the, uh, they use this virtual reality, this internet, to control the people. They don't want to share the space with you. So I'm reading this. It says hundreds of, uh, hundreds of humans who identify as dogs gather in Berlin or at a Berlin train station to advocate for the rights of people who identify as dogs. The event was organized by a group called Canine Beings. So what is this about? And why is this happening only in these globalist countries? And I have, I have an answer for you. I've been struggling with this question for a long time. Struggling with it. What is the motivation? What is the end game? How do they win? What is driving this? Why is somebody financing this? What's the end game? I, I couldn't quite get my hands on it. It was elusive because it made no sense to me. I was so far removed from that kind of thinking, I, I couldn't even get my head around it. And then recently, I started having these premonitions and revel, uh, just evolving with this, chipping away at this onion. And, you know, I believe that I, DEI obviously is an attack on Christianity and the rules set forth in Christianity, Judaic Christian values and, and the family nucleus, which is why I always say uh, recently that places like Belgrade, Serbia, who doesn't have a gay pride day, 
But they have a family pride day where you, you take your children and your wife and your husband and you, you hold hands and you walk down the street full of pride about your Christianity and about your family and your values and your sense of community. We don't honor that anymore. In fact, that's frowned upon, as is the American flag and as is the Pledge of Allegiance. You think that's by mistake? Do you think that's by accident? That this is all happening at once in these globalist nations like Germany, the United Kingdom, which is lost. Who wants to go? Raise your hand if you want to go to the United Kingdom. I don't. I don't want to get stabbed by a, with a sword. Do you want to go to New Zealand if Jacinda, uh, people like Jacinda Ardern are still there? She's gone, but her disciples aren't. She left it in good hands with the globalists. Do you want to go to Australia? It used to be, you know, Outback, Fosters, Australian for beer. They were tough. They were great sailors. Now what are they? They're woke. They're repressive. They're globalists. And they've sold out to China. And believe you me when I tell you, China is a huge component of globalism. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Russia is more in line with Hungary and Belgrade and Eastern Europe ways of thinking. They haven't been infected or touched. Why? Because they're less accessible to that. But I would dare say that even a socialist country like France, run by a globalist like Emmanuel Macron, I've told everybody, what I witnessed there in June. And I have to say, I think their social construct is the government provides services for the high taxes that they pay. And to cherry pick an individual group, whether it's, you know, whether you want to be a, a, a dog, because they're now getting not into just pronouns, but nouns and adjectives, like a fast dog. A fast brown dog, you know, they're 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 peeling the they're expanding their operation. Somebody's organizing and somebody's financing and somebody's grooming and somebody is teaching and people are learning and this is all part of an in conditioning, influence, and grooming um, thing. How people could let this happen? I don't know. I think it's fewer than what they are leading on. I think that many of these people are actors. I remember living in Philadelphia and I saw a band doing a video, like for a music video. And they were on this street. I said, wow, who's that band? They must be popular. And they had thousands of young people cheering like abnormally, like cheering weirdly, like differently, enthusiastically like electric. And then I realized, oh, they were paid to be part of the crowd. This crowdsourcing is nothing new. And I think that they're pushing these crowds like, wow, that's bigger than I thought. Well, it is bigger than you thought because somebody paid for those people to be there. 
It's gig economy. Gig economy. But how about the people that are coming to Europe on these boats? And how about the southern border that's being wide open? This is an assault, an attack on every American and every European. Wherever these migrations are happening, it's an assault on you. And again, it's happening in every globalist nation. Why are they attacking you? Because they know that in the form of Cloward and Piven, just like in San Francisco, if they tear it down, they're going to have the money also to build it back up in the utopia that they wish to have. And you're not going to be welcome because you're not going to have the money to afford it. And they're going to create that separation that they've always wanted. That separation that was dissolving and melting away because of the faceless economy, the faceless global economy, where people were rising up into the higher classes. You know, it goes back, you can even take this argument back to the Vanderbilts. And there was new money, and then there was the, you know, the, the, the 300 club or 400 club, whatever it was, of elite old money. So it was the old money and the new money. And the old money didn't like the new money back in the age, uh, the Gilded Age, where, you know, there were all these moguls that were super wealthy. Mainly in New York City, this was going on, but in Paris and elsewhere. And so you had all this clashing of things where just because you could afford to attend the gala or the ball doesn't mean you're welcome to attend the gala or the ball. So you take a guy like Elon Musk. He can afford the gala or the ball, all right, but is he welcome? Well, so long as he says the right thing, he is welcome. So you take someone like Jennifer Anderson and Sean Penn. They have come out and they have basically uh, said that if you don't comply with vaccine restrictions and mandates and, and things like that, celebrities call for total Hollywood strike until every last person gets jabbed. Okay, now that was written January 31st, 2023. So we support Hollywood striking until everyone is vaccinated. Jennifer Aniston, Sean Penn. I said, remember in The Godfather when the movie producer, the Waltz, that Waltz guy that had the horse in his head? I said, remember when in The Godfather when Waltz rejected Johnny Fontaine? Johnny Fontaine's never going to get that picture. And I'll tell you why. And let me be more frank. Remember that scene? Because he made me look ridiculous. And I can't afford to look ridiculous, he said. So he said, Johnny Fontaine's never going to get that picture. And then Luca Brasi. 
shows up with a horse's head and puts it in Waltz's bed and lets Waltz know he's one step away from being dead. So either his brains or his signature were going to be on that contract, right? That was the theme of The Godfather in the very first section of The Godfather. And Johnny Fontaine got that picture. He made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Why do I bring this up? The Godfather was the muscle that got Johnny Fontaine the picture. Right? Right. Well, guess who the muscle is today? It's BlackRock. It's Klaus Schwab. It's the World Economic Forum. It's the globalist agenda. So long, so long as, as we keep as actors, like Jennifer Aniston and Sean Penn, so long as we keep pushing the political agendas, we will not be ruined. So long as we keep on supporting the Harvey Weinsteins, we will always get that picture. But as soon as we cross a guy like Harvey Weinstein or we cross or we go against climate change or we go against any of these things, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, we will never get another picture. We'll be blacklisted in Hollywood. Because the money is gotten by BlackRock. They're invested in everything. And all the corporations that BlackRock controls. And Larry Fink even said, we are forcing control, we are forcing behaviors. He said it with his own mouth. Larry Fink who's like best friends with Klaus Schwab. No matter how ridiculous their agenda is, and we can listen to one clip in the committee after another, it's always the same thing, but when is anything going to improve? When are the Republicans in office going to step up and grow a spine? I'll hold my breath. So this is this whole thing, this whole Hollywood thing, these altruistic actors that step up there and give speeches and let everybody know where they stand are doing it because when they do, somebody will tell the director or the producer, I want you to hire this person for this next picture. But if they say something that is not approved, I if I ever see you hire this person and put them in any of your pictures, we will never fund another picture you put out. That's the way Hollywood is. It's a dirty business. Unless you're someone like Mel Gibson, who basically went rogue and did it his way, and Passion for the Christ, or Passion of the Christ, was just a huge success. And he didn't need it. So Mel Gibson beat Hollywood at their own game. He became more powerful than Hollywood because he had a movie that resonated with 
just about every country in the world, every Christian in the world. You know, and Sound of Freedom also did very well. Now they're trying to attack them for child trafficking, turning it around. They're blaming Sound of Freedom for the crimes that they themselves committed. You take Russell Brand, same thing. Everybody's a a sexual offender uh, when they come out and speak against the globalist agenda because all of these pedophiles that represent globalism are just that. Or whether you're a dog barking in Berlin or you're some tranny uh, madman in Ukraine. Incidentally, that dude, Sarah, that was representing Ukraine, whose audio I played several clips from, whose uh, uniform was going to suggested to be put in the Smithsonian according to the Las Vegas news outlets. Well, that person's been fired because of the rhetoric that they said. Breaking, the tranny tranny Ukraine military spokesperson was just suspended after threatening that Ukraine would hunt down and kill those. See, it wasn't hunt down and kill Putin. You could be Lindsey Graham and advocate for that. But those who criticize the country's government and beefing, uh, beefing on Twitter with Senator J.D. Vance. So basically they were saying Junior Sergeant Sarah Ashton Quirillo has been suspended from, her, from his duties uh, as spokesperson. Well, because he went against um, journalists in the West, anybody like me. You know, they could throw me in jail. The globalists have to control their mouthpiece, though. And so you saw the true colors come out in this dude named Sarah. But listen to this. This is kind of an interesting little clip. And it's just about the censorship. We played this woman where she said, we can control now everything you see about climate and covid on Google, because uh, we we are now at the top of every list, because we have all the money in the world, and we bought our way to the top. Not because we have great ideas that we can debate and sell, but because we bought our way to the top, and we are partnered with Google. So, have you ever wondered why these guys are so obsessed with censorship on the internet? We're now seeing that almost anyone can promote disinformation for the price of a blue tick. Why they are so obsessed with controlling all of the information, that's what we're going to talk about in this video. You have the communications director of the UN basically having a meltdown because... Of course, firings at Twitter have left us with no one to call. Twitter no longer has any people there who can take their phone calls and put down information that they don't want. I am so sorry! (laughs) To my world! I am so sorry to my world! This is not what we want! But, you know, obviously experience has shown that we can't leave it to the social media platforms or the other tech platforms alone. And the UN um, is working on multiple fronts to bring more balance 
into our information ecosystems. She goes on to say how they're hiring people to help make the UN's communications more cool.、Um, in many ways, we're trying to make UN content cool.、Um, <laughs> we are in an age where information is decentralized. It is. Very, very easy to receive information on the internet, to be able to post information, distribute information, and basically, this has created a new kind of ecosystem, to use their words, of information. Whereas, if we look at the old model, information came from the central authorities and was given down to the people. We were used to working only through journalists. Getting a little diluted,、um, what came up, and that has the elites on the defensive. People who are part of the old world elite institutions in a reaction kind of state. Matt Taibbi, a respected reporter who published much of the Twitter files, said, "Quote: Twitter's contact with FBI." Was constant and pervasive, as if it were a subsidiary. We have teamed up with the platform. Use these fancy terms like ecosystems. Apple uses it for their, you know, ecosystem, their cloud-based systems, right? So you can put stuff in the cloud. You can interact your MacBook with your iPhone, with your iPad, with your iCloud, with your Apple Watch, and they call that an ecosystem. And、uh, you know, it used to be that they would say branding and. You know they use all these nice little fancy words, but it sort of reminds me of when Bill Gates said we could reduce the world's population with new vaccines, reproductive services, and socialized healthcare. Basically, really, what he should have said was、uh, DNA and RNA vaccines that manipulate your body's chemistry and cause you myocarditis and will kill you. Um, abortion services to kill babies out of the womb until af- even after the baby is born, and death panels to limit how much medical support an elderly patient could get. That's in essence what they're really saying to reduce the world's population. And someone like Jane Goodall, you know, loves it. You know, and they appear all innocent. You know, like a Greta Thunberg, who was pictured recently with some viral, like black man, strong, you know, handsome black man, wearing a white ski mask in a black and white photo, very visually impressive photo, and he's holding Greta almost as if, like, she's an underage person, almost as if this is my. This is my this is my girl, and she's gone over to the other side. Sort of, this is what they were trying to present. Whether whether you know, I'm just saying that because that's what they were trying to present. Like, wow, she's gone full tilt, you know. And it it almost looked to me like they were pushing virality, sexuality, and pedophilia. In the photo, you could take what what you want from it. It's art, but the person who posted it said, "What does this have to do with climate change?" 
And, of course, it has nothing to do with climate change. So they're pushing an agenda, folks, is my point. DEI, trans, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ have become weaponized and, uh, by, by huge amounts of money to push all kinds of pronouns and cisgenders and all kinds of nonsense to not only crush Judeo-Christian values and the family nucleus, and everything that makes a community strong, look out for thy neighbor, uh, community watch, uh, donations, and, you know, independence, you know, because if a, a family is struggling, maybe somebody will chip in and help instead of needing the government. And it goes on well beyond that. Unionizing and maybe... Uh, you know, realizing that you have to have a good, balanced relationship with the corporations that move into your communities and put people to work to help a community thrive. It used to be the corporations and the corporate governance was a little bit more about giving back to the employees that make the country company whole. But right now, the co- corporations don't need to respect the employee or that operation because they're backed by a bigger entity. It's a globalist entity called BlackRock or Vanguard. And so the people that are being answered to now, just like in politics, just like in politics where we're answering, we're not, no longer, we're, 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 we're processing ballots now. We're not selling ideas to voters. That's what the Democrats have relegated this, these elections to now. It's how many ballots can you actually get registered and sent out in the mail and picked up and filled out and illegally dropped off. How can we process ballots in mass production? It's no longer, do, do, do you want to have a debate? No. Do you want to sell your ideas? No. Do you want to campaign on the trail? No. Do you want to pound doors? No. We're just going to set up gate uh, registration gateways at the southern border and hope that everybody that comes through with a number eventually gets a ballot. The ballot's going to be eventually picked up by the only person who knows where that address is. It's going to be a Democrat ballot harvester who's going to fill it out and drop it off with a ski mask on. And a blurred out license plate. And you're never going to know anything about the voter. In fact, that's why they're registering so many voters now. That's why Pennsylvania just passed this law, Josh Shapiro. Automatic. Everybody's going to automatically be registered to vote. This way, every citizen will have a ballot. And those ballots will be picked up shipped off in a huge uh, big rig truck and dropped off in skids as needed. I don't even think it matters where they come from. So report, China emissions exceed all developed nations combined. Well, we knew that was going to happen when the Paris Agreement came into play. 
we knew that was going to happen because all they were basically banning manufacturing in the West and they were enhancing manufacturing, almost mandating manufacturing in the East because the corporations that are owned by BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street don't want to pay $20 an hour in the West. They want to pay $20 a day in the East for the people who make those widgets. So that's what that's about. So New York Post wrote this. The FBI has so many paid informants at the Capitol on J6 had that they lost track of the number, had to do a later audit, and at least one informant was communicating with the FBI handler as he entered the Capitol, says Stephen Diatuno, ex-FBI WFO AD. So this is according to Miranda Devine, who has been following that story very well. So there's another disturbing story. Congregants at the Cathedral of Hope Protestant Church in Dallas. Dallas! Texas is turning blue, folks. With those new slum cities outside of Houston that are going to be nothing but illegal towns, they're all going to get ballots. They're all going to be sold and picked up by harvesters, and it's going to eventually turn Texas blue. Trump only won by about 600,000 votes. And they got 600,000 illegal votes to cover that gap. So church in Dallas were led in prayer, pledging allegiance to drag queens and LGBTQ+. Charlie Kirk writes, this is blasphemy. Let's take a listen. Drag queens, he said. She said. You got to be kidding me, right? I mean, it goes on. I can't even listen to that. But do you believe this is the kind of a thing that these liberals are doing? They're barking like dogs in the streets. They're, I mean, they're freaks. And your liberal neighbors are voting for all of this. And every time you bring something like this up, they're like, oh, that's just a small little fringe. It's not, folks. It's not just a small little fringe. So this other tweeter uh, goes, there are now 18,000 African migrants in Lampedusa. As an additional 20 boats arrived overnight, the island has a population of 6,000 Italians, and the situation is only getting worse by the day. Who is behind these boat landings? I think what they're trying to do is oust uh, Marino, um, the uh, the uh, sort of new 
prime minister that's anti-globalist. Um, Georgie Marino, I think is her name. But, um, but in any case, the new leader, a woman uh, of Italy, is sort of like a conservative. And I think what they're trying to do is do the same election rigging in Italy to overthrow her. So there was a lot of hearings. Um, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg um, was on the hot seat and uh, just was called out on all kinds of things that he did wrong. Uh, we're not going to play any of his clips. But A.G. Merrick Garland was also on the hot seat in the committee. And there were some really good clips that I, w- I wish to play. Before we do, the Obama's Tafari Campbell's autopsy conducted by the Office of Chief Medical Examiner in Massachusetts, Campbell's cause of death was ruled to be the result of submersion in a body of water. What does that mean? Submersion refers to cases where only part of the body is in the water, whereas immersion, immersion refers to the whole body being underwater. It sounds like foul play to me. That's what it sounds like to me, though. All right, so we have a couple of clips. We're going to play this one by Massey. How many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th? Can you answer that now? Garland, I don't know the answer to the question. Massey, I think that you have just perjured yourself. Well, you know, the thing about it is, he said we can't talk about it. It's an ongoing investigation. Two years ago. But we'll get back to you. It's two years later, and he doesn't know. Right? I mean, think about it. So I think that when the, you hear this audio, he's going to refer to some audio clips he played for Garland. You know, where on three accounts, Merrick Garland basically stonewalled and said he couldn't answer its ongoing investigation. Now he's saying he doesn't know two years later. You see how they're playing it? So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. Okay, that was um, a while back. That wasn't yesterday. But then, listen. Peter, Nav- Peter Navarro was indicted for contempt of Congress. Aren't you, in fact... In contempt of Congress, when you give us this answer, this is an answer that's appropriate at a press conference. It's not an answer that's appropriate when we are asking questions. We are the committee that is responsible for your creation, for your existence of your department. You cannot continue to give us these answers. Aren't you, in fact, in contempt of Congress when you refuse to answer? Congressman, I have the greatest respect for Congress. I also have the greatest respect for the Constitution and laws of the United States. Um, The protection of pending uh, investigations and ongoing investigations, as I briefly discussed in another uh, dialogue a few moments ago, goes back to the separation of powers, which gives to the executive branch the sole authority to conduct prosecutions. Um, it's a requirement of due process and uh, respect for those who are under investigation, the protection of their civil rights. Well, with all, with all due with, with all respect due respect, respect with all due respect to that, 
uh, Iran-Contra was an ongoing investigation, and that didn't stop Congress from getting the answers. And you're getting in the way of our constitutional duty. You're signing the Constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago. When I said, how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol? Can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there I were have any? no personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two years to find it. out. And, and the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him. Ten videos, and it's an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. I yield the bounce of my... Wow. That is a beatdown on Merrick Garland, who's a flat-out liar. Just a, just a complete and total liar. That's what he is. Um, just unbelievable. Let's take a listen to this. I think you're signing the Constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question. To oh, wait. No, we already heard that. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I think we heard this one, too. This is a shorter one. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yes. Oh, yeah, we heard that, too. All right. I had three clips uh, of that version of events there. But uh, all right. Here's another uh, exchange by uh, McClintock. From California is recognized. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, looking again at the appointment of, of Jack Smith and, and David Weiss, this double standard of, of justice couldn't be more glaring. Jack Smith was deeply involved in the IRS scandal that targeted conservative uh, political groups to harass. Uh, his malicious prosecution of former Governor uh, uh, McDonnell was unanimously overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. Chief Justice uh, Roberts rebuked Smith directly for attempting to, to criminalize political activity. You appointed him to prosecute Joe Biden's chief rival for the presidency. And then we have the appointment of David Weiss. Weiss deliberately allowed the statute of limitations to run out on any charges that could have implicated Joe Biden in influence peddling. Uh, he originally offered Hunter Biden a sweetheart deal that was ultimately upended by the court. And he's the one you appointed to pursue the charges that could implicate Joe Biden. That leads me to only two explanations, either corruption or incompetence. So which is it? Those are the kind of questions that judges would rule out of order. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you would. <laughs> Which is Look, it? Uh, I, I said uh, before, and I will say again, Mr. Weiss was the Republican-appointed United States Attorney, appointed by but, but President this, this, Trump. Do you, at least, do you at least see the obvious uh, double standard uh, applied in these two appointments? Mr. Weiss was a Republican appointee. Mr. 
By the way, that's a bit of a lie. Um, he might be a Republican, but Trump said clearly in his interview, uh, recent interview, that he didn't hire uh, Weiss. That Weiss was somehow hired by the AG in Delaware. Mr. Wa- Mr. Um, Smith is uh, not um, or, registered to either or party. It's not the AG. Someone within the DOJ in Delaware. But Trump didn't hire Weiss. His entire career was as party a registration prosecutor. Are. I'm not well, asking what their party registrations like are. I'm standard. asking about their records and how those records would commend them to the appointments that you made. This is a question of judgment and it's a question of motive. What was motivating you to do this? Mr. Smith had a nationwide reputation for integrity uh, and for uh, appropriate prosecution. His work can be measured by what he actually has filed. Everyone in the country can see the indictments. How can you say that after he was so heavily implicated in the IRS scandal or or the rebuke that the Supreme Court gave and many other examples? But let me go on. We've had two uh, uh, IRS whistleblowers inform Congress of attempts by by senior Justice Department officials to obstruct the criminal investigation into millions of dollars of ill-gotten and undeclared income to Hunter Biden. They noted several deviations by department officials from normal process that provided preferential treatment, in this case, to Hunter Biden, a direct quote, including allowing the statute of limitations to lapse, requesting IRS and FBI management level. Wow. So, yeah, the guy was connected with the Lois Lerner IRS targeting of Republicans. That's Smith. Um, here's uh, one more. Uh, this, is, this one's too long. I'm, I'm not going to play the Gates one. Um, all right. So I want to play this. This was uh, from Australia. This was uh, a globalist beatdown on climate net zero. It was just so good. You have to hear it. Now, to all the Australian farmers, miners, and traders out there, I'd like to welcome you to the dystopian world of net zero, a world brought to you by the Liberals, Nationals, Labor, and the Greens. Now, let me inform you of the wonders of the only electric ute currently available for sale in Australia. For 93 grand, nearly 93 grand, plus on-road costs, you can drive away in a brand new, made-in-China LDV ET60. Doesn't that just sound appealing? Are you dreaming of weekends away, camping, caravanning, or boating? Forget it. This beauty has a total limit of 1,000 kilograms and is only available in two-wheel drive with a range of under 200 kilometres when towing or carrying a load. Now, instead of asking the salesman, the salesman for free floor mats, better ask him to throw in a free diesel generator and a jerry can. How's about that one instead? Not convinced? Here is the kicker. It's carbon neutral. How good is that, right? As long as you ignore the 3,000 kilograms of steel, copper, lithium, nickel, manganese, cobalt, graphite, zinc, and all the rest of it. And don't forget to turn a blind eye to the coal-fired power used in the Chinese factory, the diesel trains, the trucks, the ships that are used for transport, and the fossil fuels that you're going to use when you charge it at night 
in the comfort of your own garage here in Australia. Now, virtue signalling, you know what it is? It's an expensive business. We've got to reject net zero because it makes net zero sense. Net zero is a total and complete and utter scam designed to shut down our nation, enrich predatory globalists and the CCP. That is all it's going to do. Thank you. Wow. I couldn't have said that better myself if I tried three times. That's it. And you want to um, talk about open borders. Here's Joe Biden with Mayorkas in 2015. I've played this clip probably five times at least over the years. Um, But uh, we're going to remind you one more time. An unrelenting stream of immigration. Yeah. Nonstop. Nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent, for the first time in 2017, we'll be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. Absolute minority. Fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock. That's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a source of our strength. And the wave still continues. It's not going to stop, nor should we want it to stop. As a matter of fact, uh, um, it's one of the things I think we can be most proud of. It's killing our country. The invasion of people that don't know anything about our country is stealing all of our resources that you and me, we all have paid into this for ourselves. Like Candace had said in the clip I played recently, you know, you got to take care of your own house first. And then when your house is in order and you have something else to donate or give, then you give. I mean, but until then, we cannot afford to do the things we're doing. I want to recommend uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. And I recommend that everybody... Um, check that uh, interview out. It, it was very, very good. I'm hopefully going to be able to play some clips from that. It's a 47-minute uh, audio. And uh, it's a video as well, but we'll play the audio. And with that, uh, I want to uh, thank everybody for tuning into the Scott Adams Show. Also, be sure to check out magapack.org, magapack.org, to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Of course, this show is instrumental in doing that each and every day. I put in well over 10 hours of preparation for each and every show that we do here. And it's commercial free. And we rely on your donations over at magapack.org. And it helps sustain this show to carry out that message. All right. And uh, also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time. Just a very nice case right up there.